inflation um, is, again, the other part of the big thing. You know, the, the Fed board, okay, the 19 members of the board, which, by the way, have to show their, their hand. They have to show their cards March 20th, the next meeting. And they're going to say uh, how many cuts uh, or the total number of cuts will be this year, where they think GDP is going to go, all that kind of stuff. They have to show their hand on March 20th. Get ready for a new episode of KP Talks Dollars and Cents. Learn financial literacy and get real-time updates on all things housing, finance, and real estate. So let's get started. Here's your host, Kevin Perenio. Hey, it's KP coming to you live from Corona, California. Well, I lost a bet to Chinese New Year, and we got a CPI report out tomorrow, and I'm going to talk about deflation. So, Xin Yin Kuai Ya, Kong Hei Fat Choi, and for all my Vietnamese friends, Chuk Mang Namoy. So I got you the Chinese, the Cantonese, and the Vietnamese. Lunar New Year, Chinese New Year, Tet. However you celebrate it, it's a big deal. It's a year of the dragon. And uh, here in Southern California, I learned how big the Asian population is when I got a speeding ticket, like within just a few months. And the ticket is written in English, Spanish, uh, Korean, Cantonese, uh, and Vietnamese. So um, just like... All of our loan applications are going to be someday, if you believe all the regulators that are coming out there. So, got, um, you know, had a big celebration down here. It's a big deal. So, anyway, Happy New Year. You're the dragon. I'm a dragon. I was born in 1976. I'm a fire dragon, which is interesting because um, there are different years. If you look at Chinese Zodiac, I went down a total wormhole here on the internet. Um, but in 12 years from now, I will be 60, and that is the next fire dragon year and happen to be a Leo, which is a fire sign. Anyway, happy new year to everybody. And the CPI reports out tomorrow, uh, which is going to be massive for inflation and all of our fed watch data dependency that's going on that we're um, hooked on to really the biggest data report um, for um, the consumer price index, the biggest report that's market moving potentially since the jobs report that came out the first Friday of the month, uh, that was a stunner on the headline and got the whole market to go, Hey, that's definitely not cutting in March, right? Jobs are hot. The economy's hot. Uh, but remember, you know, part of their mandate uh, is not just, you know, to make sure that we have um, consistently, um, you know, low unemployment and uh, price stability and, of course, long-term um, interest rate stability. But, you know, they go back and forth. So we had jobs information. Now we got inf inflation information. And so uh, the estimates, it's interesting because, the estimates is that we might see a 2.9 number um, on the headline number. Now, core, which strips out food and energy, is actually higher. And so uh, that number, I think, is supposed to come in at like uh, 3.6 tomorrow. So the way the index works, just a quick reminder, you got 12 months of numbers. So we're throwing out last January of 2023, and we're replacing it with January of 2024, our last month. It's a very low number. So this, this number of increase month to month is very low, throwing out a pretty high cough from 12 months ago. So we should see some movement. Um, will it be market moving? Um, I don't know. I think I think inflation, I mean, I, if it's a little higher than expected, I think the stock market could sell off because it's been running kind of hot. Uh, we'll go back to the CME tool, the Fed Funds Future uh, Tool Watch, and see um, if uh, right now there's like a, like a uh, in March, remember we've been talking about March, uh, number going down it still says a 13.5 percent chance according to the fed fund futures are being bought which again is a uh, a hedge against people's large institutional uh holdings these are futures contracts um but they're still 
you know, some Fed funds future contracts saying a 25 basis point cut could happen in March. Although overwhelmingly, no one thinks it's actually going to happen. Um, but it could happen. Uh, it happened four years ago. In fact, the Fed cut the rates down to zero. And I'll talk about deflation in just a second. Uh, but it's interesting to see after this report tomorrow, what that Fed funds future tool uh, shows. For the May 1st meeting, uh, if you go look at it in live real time here, there is a 42% chance that in May 1st, there'll be no cut. Um, so that means there's like a 58% chance of some kind of cut, 7% of which says um, it's 50 basis points. So we shall see with the CPI data tomorrow coming out. Um, inflation um, is, again, the other part of the big thing. You know, the, the Fed board, okay, the 19 members of the board, which, by the way, have to show their, their hand, they have to show their cards March 20th, the next meeting. And they're going to say uh, how many cuts uh, or the total number of cuts will be this year, where they think GDP is going to go, all that kind of stuff. They have to show their hand on March 20th. Between now and then, we've got another jobs report. We have another CPI report that will come out. We have another PCE report. There'll be more data on GDP, which has inflation reading um, inside of that. So there's a lot more data to come out between now and the March 20th uh, meeting. So um, again, the board has been a consensus, you know, overwhelmingly all voting unanimously the same thing, whether to cut or hold or whatever they've been doing, because inflation has always been so high. It's been easy. Like, hey, this is the biggest problem. We don't have a problem over here with employment. We had this problem with inflation. But now that we've gotten past the January jobs report, all the jobs data that will be coming out in jobs week, uh, the first week of March, uh, for February data, um, could start to cause some noise. And in that March 20th meeting, you might not have a consensus. I've been talking about that for a couple of years on this podcast. So um, we'll see, right? PPI, that is uh, producer price index, prices of inputs, things that cost to, uh, to build goods. Um, that number comes out uh, on Wednesday morning. Now we've been importing deflation from China. Chinese prices have been going down for two, three months now. And we import from China. Um, we, we still do, um, although Mexico is our biggest trade partner in the year 2023, overtook China. But when you import deflation, that is a worry. Why is deflation a problem? I'll give you an example. So I read something pretty cool. It said that consumers hold off on purchases uh, and that creates a downward wage price spiral. Now, we know that goods um, have kind of been coming down since COVID um, and a lot of the, the the consumer spending in America has been on services, experiences. Um, we do get retail sales out later this week and consumer sentiment, home, build, uh, home builder sentiment. It's a lot of sentiment data coming out. Um, and so when you import deflationary pricing, um, if that becomes a spiral, a downward spiral, people hold off on everything. So when was the last time we saw that as a real risk? Four years ago, around the same time uh, when... Um, we had the pandemic start, okay? So, um, you know, the total, you know, the entire global, you know, financial system just basically shut down. So deflation was the worry. You know, there was no spending. Everyone was freaked out. We had a global health scare. That's why the Fed pumped in so much money, zero funds money, the cheapest money in the history of history, trying to reflate and get some money going. And that was hard to do, right? Everyone's sitting at home, figuring out how to like order things online, this, that, and the other. And so I don't know what kind of black swan event is around the corner. I'm starting to see all these memes on, online, by the way, comparisons of 2024 to 2020 around this time. Uh, 
49ers were in the Super Bowl at Chiefs, and Chiefs won. Just happened yesterday. Congrats, Chiefs fans. Um, sorry, 49ers fans. Um, as a Cowboys fan, of course, we didn't want you guys to have a sixth ring, uh, but I digress. Um, still a great team, not hating. Um, of course, we had a Biden-Trump election four years ago. Looking like that might be the case again now. Um, and so all these eerie similarities between the beginning leap year, 2020 versus 2024, and then what happened later in the year? Pandemic. So something like a health scare or a war or something crazy like that could create a deflationary environment. It's not a worry right now, but it is when it is a worry, right? So right now we're all good. So um, by the way, my buddy, uh, Pete Douglas, uh, I used to work with the Dell Computers back in 99 to 2001. And um, he and I sold computers there. Dude, you're getting a Dell. You got the 800 number. Hardcore sales for about a year and a half. And um, he went to uh, his his dad went to Washington. And is actually Bill Douglas was the quarterback of Washington for two years in 1964. He's even in the Hall of Fame up there. They still go see the Huskies play. Well, they took on my Longhorns. They beat my Longhorns in the Sugar Bowl. So I lost a bet. So I don't know if he's watching it, but I'm a man of my word on that. Um, <clears throat> so. Uh, when I was working at Dell, uh, where we would sell computers in 1999, if you wanted the upgraded graphics card to uh, make sure that you wanted great computer gaming and all that kind of stuff, you got an NVIDIA chip, which was a local company right there in Austin. So the upgraded gamer computers that we sold people into uh, were NVIDIA chips. So I've known about NVIDIA a while, been invested in it. Not enough to retire, that's for sure. Not with four kids in Orange County. Not in this industry, by the way, especially after the last year and a half. Um, but NVIDIA just passed, after about 20 years, the market cap size of Amazon. So they're both around $1.8 trillion. So interesting to see that chip uh, go. Uh, by the way, the uh, FHA delinquency has gone up to about 10.8%. I thought that was an interesting stat. We're seeing consumer debt rise. Balances are rising. HELOCs balances are rising. Um, you know, we're looking at consumer debt as a sign of a canary in the coal mine. So 2024, here's the acronym I saw, right? Um, by the way, um, capitalism without bankruptcy is like Christianity without hell. That's a little delinquency. 2024, the acronym 2024, 2% 2 growth, 0% chance of recession, 2% inflation, and 4% unemployment. 2024, cheers. It's KP coming to you live from Corona, California. Well, we got President's Day weekend coming up, so it is a long weekend. And we just wrapped up our sales rally today for the retail channel. And tomorrow is the TPO channels that will be correspondent and wholesale. And we do non-delegated and delegated in our correspondent channels. So uh, should be a lot of fun. I'd love to open openly share with you freely, transparently, you know, some of the takeaways we had at our sales rally. Uh, maybe can enrich your life over the weekend. And, uh, and then we'll get into the data and we'll get into... You know, what's going on in housing and retail sales and inflation and my take on it and all the stuff that's going on. Why we even talk about it, right? But what's cool about the sales rally that we had today is, um, which was for our retail channel, and Chris Sorensen, our, you know, humble servant leader, experienced um, retail channel director, you know, he runs point on that. And of course, you know, Paul and Robert, founder, co-founder, myself and Gary Malice, the four partners, you know, we get up, we give away awards, 10-year service awards. Paramount Achievement Award winner, um, you know, just so many different things that we uh, go through, top branches, regional managers, all that kind of stuff. And then we're going on a cruise, which is pretty cool. So there'll be a cruise in April, uh, a Caribbean cruise. It should be a lot of fun. So some takeaways that I think we can all use. And I, and I just want to say, like, 
I'm trying to have an abundance mindset. This is not a PR piece. You guys know that I don't talk about PRMG all the time. I talk about data. I talk about the markets. I talk about what's going on. I talk about my experience. Filter things through my lens. I don't necessarily speak for every single person at this company. Uh, but what was cool today and what I saw is that generally people are positive. They are upbeat. They know that last year was tough and they grinded through it. And some people excelled through it. And we recognize those people today, which was very cool. Very cool to see people come in here. Some, a fresh start from another company. And they get here and they go, man, what a great vibe, good culture, good stuff. And then you got some people who are like, you know, they didn't do as much last year as they did the year before. And you could tell last year that it kind of hurt them. And I know a lot of us in this business kind of went through that. And we felt that. Um, but we've gotten through it, right? And so, you know, so now we'll get into the data, right? And when I get into the data and I talk about what goes on in the markets, I'm not hinging everything we do at our company or myself or anyone else based on the data. Like, we're just some idiots waiting for the Fed to cut the rate. Like, anyone that twists those words around for their own self-promotion, it's being kind of silly. The reality is we look at this data every day. We lock loans literally every day. We locked 100 million in loans in one day uh, when the CPI report came out hot and rates shot up and everyone locked their pipeline. Then yesterday was like only 19 million. And then today was like 50. And so, you know, it's ups and downs. There's stuff that happens every day. I made a couple trades. Okay, you guys know I like, I'm not responsible for your losses, only your profits. I'm not a financial advisor. I am not. A, I am not someone that you should rely on what to do, but I had my fastest trade ever this morning, and I had one of my biggest, probably my top five biggest trades um, that I initiated last Wednesday that literally lost 65% of its value in three business days, and then I doubled down on Monday, and when the CPI print came out, which was a hedge against a little trader account I have, it rocketed up and went the other way, and I doubled all my money overnight. So like, I'm not here to brag. I'm not here to talk. I'm here to use this as an example to maybe educate, inspire, just talk and have fun. Trust me, I'm not a winner all the time. I have losses. We all take L's, all of us do. But how do you bounce back? How do you grind through it? And so you look at something like a CPI report or my trade that was down, you know, 65%. You know, how do you double down on what you're good at or what you know or what you think or what you are focused on and then grind through it and then excel and then come out the other side? Having new experience, whether you took a loss or learned something and then make the next day, the next month, the next quarter, year, and the rest of your career better. That's what we talked about today. That's what I always talk about here. That is the spirit of what we do. Uh, so hopefully, you know, that's some takeaway. Get you fired up going into the weekend. Um, we are super bullish, obviously, on 2024. You know, it's crazy. Like, uh, you know, you look at like uh, the CPI report, uh, the consumer um, pricing index that came out on Tuesday, and it was hot by like 0.1%. Little like it was going to be 0.3. It was 0.4. Actually, it's technically 0.39%. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, oh, the Fed's not going to cut until the second half of the year. And, and inflation is sticky. And, you know, all of you guys that thought the Fed was going to cut, you know, you're, you're a horrible, you know, lender and you're a terrible person. And shame on you for being hopeful and optimistic. And you should work for my company because we don't need the Fed to cut, the, you know, all that stuff. You know, LinkedIn is hilarious. But having said that, Literally yesterday, then the market rebounded. And so like all that 10-year uh, bump up the window, which was like 16 basis points, like over half of that came back within 48 hours. And so I read these headlines. Rates the worst in two months. Well, that means we had two months of improving rates. One-sixth of our year, rates were getting better. They're literally a point down from their peak. Rates are great. Inflation is coming down. Things are positive. And of course, 
in the economy, when things get negative, that's even more of a tailwind for housing because our industry tends to lead our way into a recession and then lead our way out once the broader economy starts to come back in. Higher interest rates, okay, if the Fed keeps them high for longer, that hurts more people and makes things more expensive. We have a lot of data to come out, but the trend is slowing growth and slowing inflation, regardless of what any one print said. And I can get into all the details and get into core, super core, PCE, which is personal consumption expenditure, which, you know, kind of overlaps only 50% of super core, which Fed Chair Powell has even mentioned. And so, yeah, the fight on inflation is still on. Um, but labor, we just saw jobless claims today, had 1.9 million continuing claims. 1.9 million. That's a lot of people that are have not been able to find jobs. And so there's a lot of data. There's lots of ups and downs. And it's fun to talk about it. It's educational to talk about it. Like, it's educational to know that in the January CPI, if you really peel back in all the layers, that there was this massive, like, uh, you know, stock uh, expense, right? So the stock market did really well, you know, through the end of Q4. And then a lot of people who have financial advisors and wealth advisors, they all have their fees that charge them in the month of January. And that reflected in this report. Did you know that? Did you know car insurance is up in a major part? Did you know owner's equivalent rent is basically what people say they think they can rent their place for, even though they're an owner? When in the same report, we saw that actual rents for new were going down. So there's a lot of data to come out between March 20th and then May 1st and then the January and the July meetings. And in the meantime, bars are out. They're out. I heard loan officers today saying, I just had five offers accepted in the last eight days. I had this one uh, lovely lady. She was in here and she was like, hey, Sarah Jackson, she was talking to me. She was like, hey, I just had an offer accepted today, boss. I got to go. I got to go take care of this thing. Just I love hearing that kind of stuff. And so um, zooming back out, being real positive, Everyone is fired up about this year. Last year was kind of tough, right? And everyone is fired up going into 24. And things are looking good. They're trending in a positive direction for housing. And if the broader economy gets worse, that is always better for housing. I do want to give our sponsors a, a serious thank you. Um, you know who you are. A lot of our audience here are vendor partners that I see at all the trade shows and had a chance to see some of them uh, live in person today and will again tomorrow. Our platinum sponsors Fast app, Mike Conti, thank you so much. A1 AMC, Emil Char, total expert. Dude, Joe Wellu, Dan Catanella, John Hill, the whole crew, thank you so much. Polly, our new product and pricing engine that we invested in and got through the first six this, uh, months this year. You know, thank you, um, Adam and Parvesh and Andrew Bonsal for being a platinum sponsor. Zactus, are you kidding me? That whole crew is amazing. Greg Holmes, I know you're out there working hard. Hope to see you soon and your entire team. Um, Shelly and everybody else there, we love y'all so much. Thank you so much. Obviously, uh, Tara's been great as our rep. And then we've got, you know, NP Inc., Bill Pearson, Enact. Oh, my gosh. Love you so much. You know, uh, Colleen Kennedy coming all the way across the country. I could go on and on and on. Arch, uh, you know, Act, NMI, Regora, Snapdocs, Essent. Thank you for the coffee cart. Um, yeah, we've got uh, Valuation uh, Services. Lauren's always great when she comes here. Uh, class evaluation, appraisal nation, arrive, and uh, Will Eubanks at um, EU appraisals. Thank you guys so much. Um, all right, so Fannie and Freddie made a ton of money, and that's good. In a tough year, they made like a tremendous amount of money. If you want to go see what it is, it's like unbelievable. Like something like three point three billion in three months net for Fannie, and uh, Freddie was like two point six billion billion with a B in three months. It's great to have them be fiscally 
um, sound because they are the bedrocks of our uh, of our housing industry. So thank you so much uh, for everything you guys have done to uh, remain profitable, be great partners and stewards of our industry. Can't say enough about that. Okay, is there anything else that you think I should go over before this is done? Um, I will say this. We still have to sell treasuries. Uh, our interest is high. It's nice to see that our um, expense of the government has come down. Tax receipts are up. So maybe that'll be some some good trends going into later this year. And uh, I hope you all have a wonderful President's Day weekend. Have a great one. Cheers. You've been listening to KP Talks Dollars and Cents, a top-rated show for those who want to learn about the economy and mortgage environment. Tune in each week for more episodes and please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Kevin Perenio does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through KP Talks Dollars and Cents. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. For more info, follow KP Talks Dollars and Cents on all of our social channels.